You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Fascinating to me that the very nature of God includes the heart of a servant. He's a servant. And that's what a biblically humble person is. They're a servant. Second, Philippians 2 verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. The truly humble person before the Lord is submissive and obedient. In his message today, Pastor Danny uses Christ as the ultimate example of a humble child of the Lord. Such characteristics of a humble individual include a servant's heart, obedience, and dependability. Scripture tells us how, even in heaven, Jesus will continue to act as a servant. We see Jesus' obedience when he went to the cross to pay for the penalty of our sin. We know that Christ didn't desire this, but followed the Father's will for his life. And we see the character trait of dependability in the Father for every promise he made has and will be fulfilled. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5 with today's edition of The Living Word. So God had something to say through Isaiah to the historical, a historical ruler over Tyre. But as you continue to read, you find out there's another person he's talking to here and talking about. Verse 11, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Now, here's where it gets interesting. You were the model of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Now, we know he's not talking about this historical ruler of Tyre. He's talking about somebody else that was in the garden of Eden. Every precious stone adorned you. Ruby, topaz, emerald, chrysolite, onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, beryl. I mean, stunning beauty. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as a guardian cherub. What's a cherub? It's an angelic being created by God. A high-ranking angelic being created by God. You were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. That's in the heavenlies. You walked among the fiery stones. That's no doubt other angelic beings. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you, and then you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God, kicked you out of heaven. And expelled you, O guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty. And you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. Folks, there's no doubt this is Lucifer. This is Satan. This is the devil. And he committed the original sin. And the original sin is pride. He became proud. That's why... God says the things he says about pride and why he opposes the proud. Proverbs sixteen eighteen says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit 
before a fall. Just ask the one God's using to pen this epistle, 1 Peter. Remember, Jesus said to Peter, tell you the truth, Peter, before the cock crows, you'll deny three times that you know me. Peter said emphatically, no, not going to happen. I'll die with you. Well, Peter's been pretty successful. I mean, he's the one that stepped forward when Jesus said, who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And Peter revealed to him by the heavenly father, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Feeling pretty good about his life and ministry. But he was proud. And that's what led to his fall. Now, rather than give a definition of biblical humility, I've chosen, and I I think the Lord led me this way, to give some biblical characteristics of a humble person. Biblically humble. Here's the first one. Their servant. Our greatest example, of course, is Jesus. Philippians chapter 2. Here's what it says about him. Verse 6, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped or held onto, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. Matthew chapter 20 says that Jesus came to serve, not to be served. Fascinating passage in Luke 12. It's a parable, but it's a parable that talks about Jesus, the master, when he comes back. And it says when he comes back in his second coming, he'll have us recline at tables, and he'll come and wait on us. Fascinating to me that the very nature of God includes the heart of a servant. He's a servant. And that's what a biblically humble person is, they're a servant. Second, Philippians 2 verse 8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. The truly humble person before the Lord is submissive and obedient. James chapter 4, parallel passage to what we're looking at in 1 Peter. You might want to take a quick look at that. If not, just listen and I'll read it for you. James chapter 4, verse 6, says he gives us more grace. That's why scripture says, and he quotes Proverbs 3, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Next verse, very important. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, listen up. There are times we need to plea the blood of Jesus. There are times you use the name of Jesus in power. But if you try to plea the blood and use the name of Jesus, and you're not submitted and obedient to the Lord, you're going to get your teeth kicked in by hell. That's just the truth. Never win the battle over the devil unless we're submitted to the Lord. Won't happen. Won't happen. Third characteristic of a biblically humble person. They are dependent. Dependent. Let me read you what David said before he goes out and fights the Philistine named Goliath. He said to King Saul, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. He was dependent on the Lord. As a shepherd boy, he had gone out after lions and bears that threatened the flock. And he put his life on the line because he's a true shepherd and a true heart of a shepherd. But his dependency, his dependency is not on his physical ability. His his dependency is on the Lord. He didn't go out and face Goliath because he's a good shot with a sling, even though he was. He went out and faced Goliath because he depended on the Lord, because he was humble. 
Biblically humble people don't think very highly of themselves. Romans 12, 3 says not to think too highly of yourself, but think of yourself in sober judgment, with sober judgment in accordance with what God's given you, the measure of faith that he's given you, realizing that everything we are and everything we have come from heaven. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, James chapter 1. And then they don't focus attention on themselves. They don't draw attention to themselves. Jesus, again, as an example, Matthew 12, verse 19, he will not quarrel or cry out. You will not hear his voice in the streets. He doesn't call attention to himself. And then finally, they give all glory to the Lord. Psalm 115, the first verse of Psalm 115 is just tremendous. Let me, let me read it. Psalm 115, verse 1, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory. Let me give you some encouragement, quick encouragement. You're an athlete and you score the touchdown, bow a knee or point toward heaven. Because listen, if it weren't for God, you'd never have the ability to be the athlete that you are. You're the captain of the basketball team. You're the one that scores most of the points. Uh, You've won many games hitting that final throw, free throw or whatever at the buzzer, final shot at the buzzer. Listen, give heaven the glory because if it weren't for heaven, you would not have that ability. You're a successful business person. You better make sure you give God the glory because everything we are and everything we have is because of him. I'm talking Christian and non-Christian. Some of the characteristics you'll see of people who are prideful, it's the opposite of these characteristics. It's exactly the opposite. Now, let me give you a couple of points. One is this. Some people who are prideful, thank God, later become humble. Some people who are prideful finally come to the place they realize, I need to humble myself before the Lord. Or they're humbled by the Lord. By the way, it's much better to humble yourself than to be humbled. Much easier path. One of the greatest characters in all the Old Testament, Moses. Acts chapter 7, verse 22 says that Moses was powerful in speech and in action. Remember Moses as a baby, put in a little basket, put it out in the Nile. Pharaoh's daughter comes down to the Nile with her attendants, and she basically adopts Moses, and Moses grows up in in a palace known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It says he was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. In other words, he had the best education around in the day. And he was a great speaker. People were impressed by his speaking. Not only was he a great speaker, Moses was a guy who got things done. Pharaoh wanted something done, he'd get, Moses, we need you to do this. And Moses was powerful in action. He'd get things done. The Apostle Peter's first letter encouraged the lives of believers spread far and wide, forced from their home due to their devotion to Jesus. Today, though you may not be facing the same kind of persecution, there will be people that oppose your message of hope. The enemy wants you to be silent, but your story and the grace of Jesus just can't be kept silent. Don't hide Jesus from people. Live him out in your daily life and proclaim his praises wherever you go. Thanks for tuning in today for Pastor Danny's teaching on the Living Word. If you'd like to hear more of his messages from this series on the book of 1 Peter, visit ccfstpete.church. Feel free to download or share the teachings you find from the Living Word or visit our YouTube channel. 
There you can immerse yourself in our weekly services. We'd encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel too. That way you'll be notified as soon as we post anything new. If you're in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Fellowship at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, we do offer a live stream of our weekend services. Just visit the website and click the link in the menu. Thanks for tuning in today to The Living Word.